Good morning, everybody. This is Reverend Nessie of New Birth Ministries, and I'm coming to you this Sunday. And I am saying to you that we should thank God and praise the Lord because we woke up another day. The weather, as you can see, the sun is out. It's a beautiful day, and God is good. Amen. Hallelujah. God is good, always good, always will be. Amen. We praise you, Lord. We praise your name. Today, I'm going to talk about prophets. Believe the prophets. Amen. And I want to take it from a couple couple different uh, scriptures in the Bible, and um, and we're gonna, you may hear some things that you might not have heard anybody else say before, but you will hear it today from me. Amen, amen. So let's open up with prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you for everybody that came on today. I thank you for everyone that's listening to this. Those that want to hear your word, those who want to hear the unadulterated word, word of God and hear from the Holy Spirit, and learn things that they did not know. Father God, I ask that you open up the minds and open up the hearts of the people who are listening to this so that they will hear you and not me. I'm just a vessel where God used me, Holy Spirit, as a vessel of the Most High God to teach the people what it is you would have them to know. I thank you, and I'm honored. And I also ask that you bless each and every person that is here today, uh, you, you know their deep needs, you know their thoughts, you've been hearing them pray, and you know what they need, you know what they want, and the things that they've been asking you for, I pray, Lord God, in Jesus' holy name, Yeshua HaMashiach's name, that you give them favor, mighty favor, straight from your throne, straight from heaven to them. Lord God, comfort, and comfort people that need comforted, and guide the people that need guided, hallelujah, Holy Spirit, bring, come into, our, come into our, this place. And just show up and show out. Hallelujah. Use me and thank you. We lift every prayer request up to you, Lord God, the ones that we know about and the ones we might not know about, the ones that were told to us and the ones that people haven't told us yet, silent prayers. We lift them up to you. And we also lift up Ukraine and their enemy, Russia, because they're all souls. They all, Jesus, you died for everybody. You want everybody to be saved. So we pray, hallelujah, that this war ends immediately and that souls become saved because people see that it is, and their lives can be taken any time, any day without their notice, without uh, further uh, prior notice. Amen. So, Father, we lift them all up to you and other countries, not just them, but other countries. You said also, Jesus, to pray for the peace of Israel. So we're praying for the peace of Israel, and we thank you, and we love you. God bless Israel. Those we were grafted in. So when we bless Israel, we're blessing ourselves. Amen. We bless our households, our health, our finances, our families, our upline, our downline, cousins, grandmas, grandpaps, everybody. We break and we break we break every curse. We curse every curse that was sent our way with the curse, hallelujah. And we break every spell, every evil spell that was sent our way to cause us to, to trip up. Jesus, the, e the evil one, even tried to get you to do so. He told you to jump off a ledge if you were the son of God. He, the devil is a liar. And he does the same thing to us. He's trying to get people to jump off of that ledge. He's trying to get people to take their own lives. He's trying to put fear into people. He's trying to instill fear into your people, Lord Jesus, so that they will not finish that which you want them to accomplish. So that's what we pray for now, Lord God, that people finish the work that you put in them, that you want them to accomplish in your holy name and amen. Hallelujah and amen. 
Thank you, Jesus. God is good. You know, the enemy stays busy trying to make you feel bad. He's, that's, he always wants to make somebody feel bad because he feels bad. He doesn't want you to be blessed because he knows his blessings are gone. It's done. He, he, it's, his good stuff is over. Okay? He, he, he knows his ending, and he wants you to go with him. And I'm praying in Jesus' name that you don't, you don't give up. I'm praying that you don't give in. There are a lot of people who are doing so, and it is bad. We have to keep souls in prayer, keep people in prayer, whether you know them or whether you don't pray for people. Amen. If we can't pray for people, that some people who call themselves being a ministry, you're in the wrong field. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. If you can't pray for the people that made fun of you, if you can't pray for the people that don't like you, you're in the wrong field. Somebody put you there, but it wasn't the Holy Spirit. Amen. So I'm going to talk about something today about God's prophets. Believe in God's prophets. Amen. The Bible says that God doesn't do anything unless he shows his prophets what he's going to do first, or he talks to the prophets first. Amen. So let, let me get, uh, let's start with, uh, turn your swords to uh, uh, um, Second Chronicles and uh, 2020. Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 20. And, and it goes like this. It says, um, and I'll start with 19. Give you an idea what's going on here. And it says, and the Levites of the children of Korathites, Kor- yeah, Korathites, and the children of the Korites stood up, your ites, enemies, amen, stood up to praise, um, to praise the Lord God of Israel with a loud voice on high, amen. And the Levites of the children of the Korathites and the children of Korites. Okay, these were the, the ones who believed in the Lord God Almighty. They stood up. They believed. Amen. There are going to be some people who are going to believe. Amen. People that you don't believe would believe are going to believe in Jesus Christ. And it's going on now. I was just talking to a, pa- a fellow pastor of mine. Uh, we were typing back and forth and, and uh, texting. And I was telling her you know, all the things that's going on. Everybody's just all up in arms. And, and I was telling her, I said, well, you want to know something? I said, God has us uh, on the, on the so forth. God, God ha- how did I say? I said, God is, is using us, uh, so to speak, to trick the enemy. Uh, because while the uh, platforms and everything are trying to limit us, the online platforms and everything, while they're trying to limit us and trying to hurt our feelings and talking about us and, and, and not putting out the, the, the right posts that we want them to put out. They'll put out a recipe, but they won't put out a word. They won't put out a sermon. And see, while we're, what, a lot of, what a lot of people, a lot of us don't realize is while we're going through this, amen, we have to withstand the test. We have to stay strong. We have to do what God called us to do because there are people, there are underground churches in the world that we don't know about. They don't tell everything. You, you're not going to know everything. The devil's not going to let you hear everything. He's the prince of the power of the air. He's not going to allow you to hear everything. In fact, I have two things on right now, voice recorder with my phone. Okay, I have voice recorder on with my phone, and I have my mic on, and was going to have something else and forgot to put you. Nowadays, preachers have to use two or three microphones, two or three cameras, just to get one 20-minute ser- sermon out, you know, because the prince of the power of the air doesn't want you to tell the truth. He does everything to block you. You ought to see the things I'm going through with, uh, I, how do you say, electronics. 
because they don't want the word up. But what's happening is while people like us, I was telling her, while people like us are on, on you know, on the, the main line, okay, where we can see us and we have our church buildings and we have our churches in every town and we have our, on, like me, on our online ministries or whatever, there are underground churches, okay, that are saving people by the thousands for the kingdom of heaven. And I believe God is using us as the forefront. We're the ones that everybody sees. We're the ones that Facebook and all the other, whatever they're called, okay, we're the ones that they see and, and they monitor. They're monitoring. And while they're monitoring us and they think they're doing something good and they think they're cute, they're missing the mark. They're missing the mark. I believe God is using preachers like me and some of you listening to this to keep people busy, keep, to keep the believers busy and encourage them, encourage them with the word of God while, okay, or brackets, whatever, while, <laughs> while the Holy Spirit, while God is saving, getting souls saved, he's pulling them, he's attracting them with his word through underground preachers all around the world. There are churches in Africa, there are churches in India, churches in Russia, there are churches all in Ukraine. They're all over the place. There's churches all over the place, underground churches that people know not of. And while we're worried about having 20 people in our church, or while we're worried about, well, how come I only got eight likes this morning? I only got eight. You only got eight likes because that's, that's all that Facebook wanted you to have, okay? You only got 12 likes because that's all that Twitter wanted you to have. They are not your God. Amen? God gets the last word. God has the analytics. Amen. If you want to know how many people, you know, that you're pulling in or whatever, you know, just ask God, am I doing okay for the kingdom of the Lord? Am I doing okay for your Lord? And he'll let you know you're doing good. Amen. Amen. So we have to be very careful. Don't give up. Don't give in because you might be one of the ones who's saving the ones who are underground. Like I was telling her also, I was in Marine Corps and when I was in the Marine Corps, I'm the one who gave out the, 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 the rifles and the, the, the web belts and the boots and all the gear that the, the soldiers needed, that the ground men needed, okay, um, to, to fight the war in Lebanon Air Grenada. Uh, uh, yeah, Lebanon Grenada Air, I meant to say. And I'm the one, okay, I wasn't one of the ones you might want to bomb, didn't know about me, okay? I have my little secret location. Okay, I wasn't one of the ones that got bombed. I wasn't one of the ones that got shot at. I wasn't one of the ones that was crawling, like and we call them grunts, crawling around in the mud. But I was in the war. <laughs> See, so you know, while while I was while I was dishing this out, okay, there were those that were um, really fighting the battle out there. I was fighting in my way that God called me to do. But there's those out there who are out there. They're out there. They're grunts. They're crawling under. They're crawling under spiritual um, um, uh, fences. They're crawling under spiritual electric fences. They're crawling under uh, the wired fences. They're they're dodging bullets, and some of them are getting shot and losing limbs and stuff. While I'm standing there giving out the materials that they need, but yet I was still in the war. See, we're all in a war, right? We're all in this war. And even though you might only have 10, 15 people in your church, some of you might only have 175 and you're used to having 500, 
you're still in the war. You're still victorious. You're still going to make it. Amen. God is using you. Okay? He's using you. I hate to say it this way, but he's using you. God is using you to, little do you realize, to be out there to be seen while the ones that are unseen is, is doing the field work, the heavy work. Amen? Hallelujah. Not that we're not doing work. I would never downplay what we do. Not that we're not doing work, but there are some people out there getting raped, getting killed for the sake of Jesus, for the sake of the Lord, amen, for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. They're, they're, they're losing loved ones, they're losing children. Some children are getting killed. They're getting abused. There, uh, there's things happening to people. They're losing their apartments. They're losing their home. How would you like to wake up tomorrow morning with nothing around you because a flood took away your house? How would you like to have your, your home bombed and, <clears throat> and burned down and all of your college records and all of your children's baby pictures are gone? All of your recipes are gone. All of your clothes are gone. Your favorite bed is gone. Your favorite couch, the, the carpet that you ordered for $350 is burned up. How would you like that? The way that we can stop those things from happening is to listen to the prophets. And church today, we don't listen to the prophets enough. We, don't, we, we, we shun them. We, we set them aside. We don't listen to the prophets. We, we set them aside. And, and uh, we, we, we're so busy judging who is really a pastor and who isn't a pastor and who is really a, a minister and who, who isn't a minister that we're not looking at what we're supposed to be looking at. We're not judging what we're supposed to be judging. Amen. Let's stop judging one another and go out and do what we're supposed to do. Listen to the prophets of God. And I'm not talking about, you know, free keys. So you're going to get the keys. You're going to get the envelope. You're going to get the $1,000. You're going to get $10,000. God said to tell you, you got cars coming next week. And, you know, the people up there saying, amen, amen. They're typing amen, 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 amen on the timelines. And none of them ever get anything. If you go back on a lot of those pro prophets online, I'm not knocking all of them because some of them are the bomb. Amen. But if you go back and, and check out, uh, do research on a lot of those prophets online and, and look and see if there's any testimonies of anybody that got the keys or the garage or the swimming pool or the house, <laughs> you know. Come on, guys. God is more concerned about souls than he is about. He said, I look on the inside more than I look on the outside. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay. Second Chronicles 2020, watch this. It says, um, uh, they started to praise the Lord with a loud voice on high. And it says, and they rose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And they went forth. Jehoshaphat stood and said, hear me, O Judah. Now, remember, we're talking about there's north and south. We got Judah was the south, uh, Israel, okay? And uh, it, Israel was north, okay? There's two. In case you're wondering why there's two kings at one point, it's because there's north and south. Amen. So he goes, hear me, O Judah. And ye be in, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, see, he says, believe in the Lord your God, so shall ye be established. Believe his prophets, so shall ye prosper. You want to be prosperous? Believe in God's prophets. 
when God's prophets come to tell you something, believe them. Amen. Amen. If that that's how you get prosperity. Getting prosperity, which is more I'm not talking about just change, just money, just what is it that we were just talking about uh coins and all that kind of coin, whatever. Okay, I don't like that stuff. Uh I saw a good company go down one time because of coins. <laughs> you know. But um believe God's prophets. Amen. And people can say they believe God's prophets all they want to, but if you are not tithing to help out the church, if you're not even attempting to tithe, if you're not tithing, if you're not donating, if you're not giving, and I'm talking about that's more than just money, I'm talking about time, food, attention, if you're not working for the kingdom of God in some kind of way, you shouldn't just go home and lay back on on a couch and watch TV with your feet kicked up 24-7 until next Sunday comes around. You should be doing something for the kingdom of God. Amen? When you're in the military, you do military things. If you work in a courthouse, you do courthouse things. If you work in Walmart, you do Walmart things. You don't lay around and say, I'm just not going to do anything today. you got to do that stuff. you got to go to work. Why is it that so many Christians think they can get away without working? Why is it that Christians, okay, like I said, there's Walmart, there's Giant Eagles, there's, there's a, you know, the government, the courthouses and, and things in the government and things in your city and your towns and your boroughs. There's things that you can be doing, working in a library. There's things that you can do and be a part of. But why is it that the Christians think that they don't have to do anything for the church? Why is it that whenever you talk about tithing, everybody shuns? Oh, there they go. Talking about money again. I know it. They all do it. All, all them preachers do is talk about money. Why, why do you get so offended? Think about yourself. Why do you get so offended when we talk about money? Amen? Why, how come people don't want to offer to clean the church? Why, how come people don't want to offer to help the pastor? How come people don't buy the pastor a new Bible or something, at least for Pastor's Day? How come they don't buy him like a new robe? Everybody get together, pitch in, and buy him like two, three hundred dollar robe, a beautiful robe, you know, for Pastor's Day or for Christmas or or her or something. Or the or the if it's a female, buy her something nice, get get her a spa, a certificate to a spa or something. Or a new new Bible cover or something, maybe some paper for so she can print out letters to people. Ink for the printer. Help with the electric bill so they can keep the electric on at the church. Help with the gas bill so they can keep the heat on in the wintertime and, and keep it cool in the summertime. Why is it the Christians think they don't have to do that? And and some of them get help from the government. Free help from the government and don't want to give nothing to the church. Some, you know what? I'm going to pay for that. Amen. Amen. Some people, some people are going to pay for that. I heard that. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I love when that happens. Hallelujah. And he said, believe his prophets, so shall ye prosper. And then it says, and when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord, and that should praise the beauty of his holiness as they went out before the army, and to say, praise the Lord for his mercy endureth forever. And when they began to, watch what happens when you praise the Lord, when you praise the beauty of God's holy. Do you think God is beautiful or not? 
Amen. And when they began to sing and praise, the Lord set ambushments against the children of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, which were come against Judah, and they were smitten. Do you want to win over your enemies? Praise the Lord. Talk good about God. Show, show in your private life that you love the Lord. Live holy. Instead of buying all those tickets to football games for four, or $500 and even higher, instead of paying all that money, it, oh, my. You know what? I know some people. I knew a person one time. She paid as much for cable. She paid half her rent. The, the same amount she paid in rent, she paid half of that in cable. I, I haven't had cable in years. I, I can't stand cable. Yeah, I, buy, I buy one of those um, antennas that you can, like, either the square kind, you can just put up on a window or something. I've had that before. That, that works pretty decent, pretty good. And I buy, I have another little long stick, like a black stick, and you put it up. It's a, it has a magnet on it. And, boy, you put that magnet out, put that thing on the door or something or up in the window or something, I can get like 46 channels. <laughs> what well, I want cable for? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Believe his prophets. I'm going to take you somewhere. i got a couple other ones, that, and uh, I have to look them up because one I really wanted to bring to you. Uh, I'm going to have to look it up. But I want to take you to Mark. Chapter 16. I never heard anybody preach this, so, you know, um, I apologize if anybody doesn't agree, but I, I'm going by what the Bible says. I'm going to introduce you to two more prophets. Amen. Okay, let's start with Mark chapter 16. It says, and when the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Salome, it might be Salome, okay, um, had bought sweet spices that they might come and anoint him, anoint Jesus' body as he was laying in the grave. Okay? All right. It says, And very early in the morning, the first day of the week, they came unto the sepulchre at the rising of the sun. And they, and they said among themselves, Who shall roll away the stone from the door of the sepulchre? This is the problem that they saw. They want to know who's going to roll away this big stone, all right? And when they had looked, they saw that the stone was rolled away, for it was very great. They had needless anxiety, but they were there. How many times have you ever had <laughs> needless anxiety? You worried about things. You worried how things were going to get paid. You worry how you're going to get your car fixed. You worry whether or not your child is going to heal. And I just had somebody write me, I think yesterday, the day before, yes, uh, yeah, I think it was yesterday, and they're worried about, they're concerned about whether or not they're anxious about their job. Something was going on with their job, and they asked me to pray for them so that they wouldn't get um, replaced or I forget the, the laid off or something. Something happened on their job, and I prayed for them about their job. We, how many times have we had needless anxiety? How many times have we experienced spiritual hindrances? How many times have you had the stone rolled, the stone sitting there between you and something that you really, really wanted, something that you really desired, something that you know is going to bless you? You want to bless it, and it wants to bless you. They wanted to anoint uh, Jesus' body. They wanted that blessing. They want to do anything for Jesus Christ is a blessing. And they, you know, Mary, they loved him anyhow. Mary and Mary. 
They loved him anyhow. Okay, and they had followed him. They saw everything he, they, that he did. They witnessed his miracles. They witnessed him healing people. They listened to the, the word. Your faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God. And they had strong faith in Jesus Christ. And they, had, they thought they had just lost him. And they wanted to go anoint his body. It was an honor to go anoint his body. Amen. But there, there was the stone. There was the stone. Amen. But God always makes a way. Amen. And it says, when they said, who, who will roll away, roll, roll away the stone from the door to sepulcher? And when they had looked, they saw the stone was rolled away, for it was very great. And entering into the sepulcher, they saw a young man sitting on the right side, clothed in a white long garment, and they were afraid. They saw this. Look, when you see an angel, you're going to know you saw an angel. It's not a little streak in the corner. Okay, it's not a gray cloud shaped like an angel. Let me tell you something. Angels are not going to show up gray. When you see one, you're going to know you saw one. They don't sneak. They don't play games. They don't tip around a the corner. They don't make weird noises. When you see an angel, oh, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Oh, Lord, we got to stop lying on God. God is all power. God is powerful. And when you see an angel, you're going to know you saw one. He's going to let you know he's there, okay? They're big boys. They don't play. Amen. Hallelujah. And the Bible says, yes, they're described as men. Amen. I think there's one time they were described as women, and it was in a negative con, uh, negative sense, um, something about feathers, women with feathers or something, whatever. You gotta look. I'll look it up. We'll talk about it one day. Amen. And it says, and he said unto them, be, don't be afraid. You ever notice every time somebody in the Bible saw an angel, they got scared? What's up with all these people seeing angels? And they're like, oh, yes, and he sat beside me, and we just read, read a book together. No. <laughs> we had a candy bar together. No. Unless it's an earthly angel. Could, you know, could be earthly angels. And it says they were afraid. And uh, it even says in the Bible, when a lot of people, when they saw angels, they were so scared. They said, they fell, I fell down on my face as dead. They fell down like they were dead. Amen. And it says, ye seek Jesus of Nazareth, which was crucified. He is risen. He's not here. Who else would know that? Unless it was an angel of God. He's risen. He is not here. Behold the place where they laid him. Now listen, behold, look. Look where they laid him. He's not here. Amen. They serve him. They ought to know. Amen. They serve the Lord. Hallelujah. Look, and he's not here. And then it says, but go your way. Tell his disciples and Peter that he goes before you into Galilee. There shall you see him. And as he said unto you, just like he said, you'll find him there. And it says, and they went out, now, okay, what would you call these two women, Mary and Mary, when they got the word of the Lord first before they told anybody else? Come on. Go ahead. You can say it. <laughs> Nobody's going to get upset with you. What, would you what, what are people called in the body of Christ that hear something from the Lord? Angels work for the Lord. Amen. They hear something from the Lord before they tell anybody else. Amen. Amen. And it says, and they went out quickly and fled from the sepulcher, for they trembled and were amazed. Neither said they anything to any man, for they were afraid. This was a serious occasion. 
They were astonished. Amen. Now, when Jesus was risen early the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had cast seven devils. Is that telling you the kind of love Jesus has? People don't realize the, pe the, the people that were following the apostles and disciples that were following Jesus had some real issues, just like we do today. Mary had, look, seven devils. He cast seven devils out of her. You, do you know, let's reach down in a what-if barrel, because it doesn't say anywhere in the Bible what it was, but I watched uh, uh, this beautiful show called The Chosen, and it's written after Jesus Christ. It shows the humanity of Jesus Christ and his disciples and everything, and he, there's things in there. I really like the show, and there's things in there that they're putting in there that people are getting upset with. And like uh, Mary went to the bar, okay, she was she drunk, drank. Um, Mary had um, sexual demons or whatever. She could have had any, the things, that she might have lost some babies. All right, speaking to somebody. She might have been a thief. Amen. She might have been a prostitute. Okay, seven devils. She might have been a witch. Jesus can deliver you of anything you don't want, you no longer want, but you have to hate the sin. If you don't hate the sin, you're not going to get delivered. You have to hate the sin. When God sees that you hate the sin, he's going to deliver you. Okay, so here we go. Okay, one prophet, okay, <laughs> everybody getting this now? One prophet had seven devils in her at one time. Who's the first person Jesus appeared to? The one that had seven devils in her, her, not him, her, at one time. It says, now when Jesus was risen early, the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had cast seven devils. And she went and told them that had been with him, and they mourned and wept. And she went and told them that had been with him as they mourned and wept. She went and told. She saw, she heard, she heard, she, she saw, she heard, she went and told. Amen? Prophetess. Yeah. Uh, notice I put the ESS on there. Amen? And they, when they had heard that he was alive and had been seen of her, believe, they didn't believe her. Uh-oh. What did we say in Second Chronicles 2020? Believe in the prophets, and so shall you be established. They heard what she heard and saw and ran and told, and they didn't believe. And this is the problem in the church today. Prophets are telling you what they heard, what they saw, and what God is showing them, and people are not believing it. And therefore, there are millions of souls that are dying right now in a war that didn't get a chance to hear about Jesus Christ or didn't get a chance to believe in him. And this is why we got to pray for people. There's people in your own house. There's people in your own neighborhood that still need saved. Believe the prophets, the people, first of all, she was a woman, okay? And in those days, they didn't, you know, a lot of times, they they looked down on women, okay? 
Well, she had been with the, the, the apostles and the disciples. They had gotten used to each other, and they loved her, and they, they all knew each other. Amen. But she told them, and they didn't believe her. I wonder why. I wonder if maybe some of them thought it's because Jesus would come to them first. <laughs> Ooh, that'll preach. How, are there some are some of you pastors and preachers and stuff out there might might happen to, happen to pop up on this video or the, or, the, or this podcast I'm going to do uh, and pop up and, and you don't believe in women preachers? Is God trying to tell you something or what? And it says and they didn't believe her, but they believed not. After that, he appeared in another form to two men walking down the street. <laughs> Amen. It says, after that, he appeared in another form uh, unto two of them as they walked and went into the country. And they went and told it to uh, the rest of them, the residue, it says, the rest of them, neither believed they them. Uh-oh. Nobody believed them either. They didn't believe. The people who walked with Jesus, talked with Jesus, ate with Jesus, supped with Jesus, fished with Jesus, Amen. Hallelujah, watched him die on the cross for them, and they didn't believe. Now, how are you not going to believe that he was strong enough to come back from the dead if he had already risen people from the dead, if he healed withered hands, if he healed a woman who suffered from blood, a blood problem for years, and she could have got killed. It was illegal then for that woman to crawl up to Jesus and touch the hem of his garment. How could you not believe somebody like that? Amen. Hallelujah. How could you not believe that he didn't come back? You know, nowadays, I know some people right now, they would be like, what? Really? Where? These just didn't believe. Fear. That's what fear does to you. Fear can have you so frozen that even though you might want to, you won't. Amen. And don't forget, they was already hiding when Jesus died. They were hiding in the upper room because they had the door locked. When he came in, the door was locked. Jesus came through a locked door because <laughs> they were scared. Fear. That's what fear will Fear will rob you of your faith. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Fear will rob you of your faith. And it says, afterward he appeared unto the eleven as they sat at meat and upbraided them with their unbelief and hardness of heart because they believed not them which had seen him after he was risen. Let me read that again. Afterward he appeared unto the eleven as they sat at meat and upbraided them with their unbelief and hardness of heart because they believed not them which had seen him after he was risen. Jesus reproved them for not believing the people who prophesied his, his, uh, that he had arose, that he had arisen. Jesus reproved them. And they had hardness of heart and unbelief, dullness, now it could have been emotional. You've got to be. You've got to watch those emotions. You've got to watch those emotions. Emotions will ruin you. They, they all all that they had seen and experienced. It could have been emotional. Amen. They could have let their emotions get to them so bad 
that they just didn't. Did you ever just let your, you ever have something happen to you so bad and it broke your heart so bad that you just, what's the word me and my daughter was talking about the other day, numb. You become numb. Did you ever do that? And this is also what, this is what drives people to drinking and doing drugs. They go through such bad things in life, they become numb. So they take things to try to numb it. They, they become hard-hearted. That's what it, they become hard-hearted. So they drink and they smoke and they do certain things to, to, uh, and, and, to become, and it makes them numb from it. These people were numb. Amen? He reproved them. He corrected them. In other, in other words, in our language, he said, you should be ashamed of yourself. You didn't believe your own sister and all of you were with me? Did you think that they were, what did you think? A devil came back in her again? Do you think she lied? you think the spirit of lying entered her or something? Why wouldn't you believe her when she told you about me? He corrected them. Get back to your first love. Love one another, trust one another, believe one another. If you can't believe, hey, this is happening in the body of Christ right now, especially to us pastors and stuff. If we can't believe each other, we got a problem. And there's a lot of churches, a lot of cliques, a lot of clubs. We got to get out of this click club elks mentality, okay, and turn it back. Turn it back into the, the, the church that God wants it to be, the body of Christ, and not a clique, and not a club, and not a bar mentality. And we need to start believing one another and up, uplifting one another, amen, instead of upbraiding one another, hallelujah, and believe. And he said unto them, go. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believes and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believes not shall be damned. Jesus is saying, get to getting, get it, get her done. Amen. Go into all the world and these things shall follow them. Now he's giving you what he's telling you what you're going to see, what you're going to experience. And these signs shall follow them that believe. Okay, and these signs shall follow, we'll put a little comma there, them that believe. Amen. And but he that believeth not, no, no, wait. And uh oh, and in my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. Amen. Amen. You'll cast out devils in his name and speak with new tongues. I hope some of you out there watching this have had your new tongues already. Because when you speak in tongues, the devil don't know what you're talking about. He hates it. He hates it when you speak in tongues because he doesn't, because he knows God is at work and he can't get in the middle of it. The God inside of you is speaking to the God on the throne. Okay, and it's between A and B, and all the Satan can do is see his way out of it. Amen. Please start learning how to speak in tongues. When you do, when you do it, when you start, uh, when you open up your mouth and you just start speaking, and when you do it, something's going to tell you, "Ew, you sound silly." What? Uh, uh. Stop. Stop that. That's simple. That's what you're. That, hey, that's normal. 
That's the enemy trying to stop you from speaking in tongues because he knows when you speak in tongues, it's over. <laughs> the things that you might not be able to say with your own tongue, in your own language, the Holy Spirit knows what to say. He contacts God on the throne. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And it says, and they shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Now, taking up serpents, okay, let me tell you, if these people, all, all these religions and stuff, whatever, I don't know, whatever they're called, these cults, they go out and they pick up snakes and stuff, and they say, well, he's not going to bite me. And you always hear of somebody getting bitten by a snake because they said, well, the Bible says that's not, it, please read or get an NIV or what else? I have so many different, uh, <laughs> you know, Perry, Perry Stone Bible, uh, uh, Sid Roth Bible. Please read and understand what that means. Amen. Shall take up serpents. You will cast out demons and devils. And some of us, out of our own, or sometimes our mind can speak to us so much about junk. You, sometimes your mind can be so clouded with junk that you can't hear God. You've got to take, you've got to take that stuff captive and say, I bind you in Jesus' name. I'm not thinking that today. That is a mess. Devil, take that back. I don't want it. Sometimes you've got to correct yourself. Amen? Hallelujah. Take up serpents. And if you drink anything deadly, it shall not hurt you. They'll lay hands on the sick, and, and the sick will recover. There's a lot of times I've had things that should have sent me to the hospital. Amen. There are times, you know what? <laughs> Your enemy can poison you and wait for you to die, and you're sitting there smiling. Wonder and then they're getting mad because they're wondering what you're smiling. Why are they smiling? If she was supposed to die, did you give her? Didn't you give her? How much did you give her? Did she? What happened? Your enemy's waiting for you to die, and you're sitting there chilling, smiling. Amen. The apostle Paul reached into a bundle of sticks. Okay, they were sitting around and having a little campfire. Okay, and he reached into a bundle of sticks. And a snake bit him, caught the Bible said caught on to him. The snake bit him and caught on to him, and he hit it off and kept on going. And everybody was sitting around, they were sitting around the bonfire, amen, waiting for Apostle Paul to die, and the brother didn't die. You can do the same thing. Look at all the people, forgive me for saying it this way, but look at all the people that died of COVID, and you're still sitting there. And you know you should have had it. Amen. Your, your mail, your packages, you're touching your mail, you're touching your packages, you've touched door handles, bus rails, you've touched everything, and you're still sitting there. The blood of Jesus kicked it to the curb. And I pray for all the families that lost loved ones to that mess, too. They're, you, that's all right. Jesus got us covered. Jesus got us. Somebody's going to pay for that. Amen. Amen. That's, that wasn't normal. <clears throat> I, I, I don't believe that COVID is normal. <clears throat> it's man-made. I truly believe that. Of the devil, of course, but he used somebody to make that. Amen. And then it says, so then after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven um, and sat on the right hand of God. Jesus was sitting on the right hand of God. God's sitting in the middle and on the left. 
the Holy Spirit is inside of you. You have one third of heaven inside of you. Amen. And you don't think you're special. <laughs> Go ahead with your special self. Hallelujah. Amen. The Holy Spirit is inside of you. Amen. And they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. With signs following. With healings and miracles and signs and wonders, not just the same sermon every Sunday and nothing happens. Everybody puts the money in the little container and goes home. <laughs> With signs, the church gets healthier. The online ministry starts seeing wonders and miracles. People online, on your online ministry gets healthier. Better things, they get better jobs, they get better cars. They, they get a husband, a good husband. Not just any man. Not a man that's going to lay around and let you do all the garbage and the, and the dishes and, and, and the cut the grass and stuff and, and work underneath the hood of the car. A good man that does manly things. God's going to give you a good woman and not just a woman that has a nice shape and pretty hair. God's going to give you a woman that can cook, that can clean, loves her husband, enjoys her relationship with her husband. You're not going to have to be put in jail every now and then because she has a headache or she ain't feeling good or something. You're going to have a nice relationship. Amen. Boyfriend, girlfriend, you know what I mean? God only gives his children the best. Hallelujah. Amen. Signs following. People, people are going to start seeing signs. Like there's so many different ones. Like pennies from heaven. You ever hear that one? Feathers coming, coming down. Uh, people seeing the Shekinah glory cloud of God. I've seen this beautiful. Okay. Uh, the signs. Uh, you know, I think when Andrew Womack was, he was, he was uh, coming down a hill one time with his wife in a car, and I want to say, I think they lost their brakes or something, and he, and they, as they went around this one corner, he was trying to m manage the car as much as he could, and they, they went around one corner of the, him coming down a hill, a mountain, well, Colorado, coming down a mountain, and th there was uh, uh, cows. And he said there was a herd of cows right in the middle of the road, crossing the road, and he ran out of brakes. He said they closed their eyes, and the next thing they knew, they were on the other side of the cow. The cows were behind them, and a car was going down, and they slowed down to stop. No rest. Signs, miracles, wonders. Are you saved? Do you want to be a part of it? Amen. I recorded, yes, yay, I recorded nothing shut off, hopefully, amen. <laughs> I'm looking and it still says recording. Are you saved? Please get saved. God bless you. And you will be blessed if you get saved. And all you have to do is just reach out to Jesus and just say, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I believe you died on a cross for me. And you rose three days later. I accept you as my Savior. I'm glad to say so. I love you. Help me, Jesus, from now on. Thank you and amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And if you just said that, you just got saved. Praise the Lord. There's angels right now having a party in heaven, loving you, loving on you, ready to serve you, ready to help you. You ask Jesus and he'll send them. Jesus is the dispatcher. Amen. Be careful with that. Jesus is the dispatcher. Go to Jesus, and he'll give you whatever you need. Amen? Bible-believing, tongue-talking, church, uh, not tongue-flabbing, church, tongue-talking, church, okay? 
and uh, start learning about Jesus Christ. And read, read your Bible, any kind of Bible. Get any kind of Bible until you find a special Bible like I did. I use Thompson Chain Reference because it goes with the Strong's Concordance. Um, it's actually a system, and it's pretty neat. And start learning of him. And if you have any questions, just get in touch with me. You can write me at revessi.me.com. Revessi at me.com. <laughs> I'm thinking about my my blog is revessi.com. And I, my ministry is revessi.org. And I also have a podcast at um, anchor.fm forward slash, well, that way because you're forward slash revessi. And you can listen to my podcasts. Uh, and I hope you enjoy them. Amen. God bless you and keep you. Make his face to shine upon you so that when people look at you, they'll see him. And when, they, when you open up your mouth, they'll hear him. Hallelujah. And don't fear anything. Just keep loving on him and he'll love on you. And if you need corrected in anything, he'll correct you. But just take it. Take it like a champ. Amen. Because you love him and he, you know he loves you and he's not going to hurt you. Amen. Whatever you did before this time, God throws as far as the east is from the west. Don't bring it back up again. Start all over. You're starting all over. Your slate is wiped clean. God bless you. Reverend Essie signing off. Thanks for listening to this. And to God be the glory for the things he has done. Amen.